Hello, and welcome back to Mortals and Portals, a Pathfinder real play podcast. I am your host and GM, Zach, and joining me as always is... Adam. I play Jules and Azarketi Bard. Uh, I'm Joel, and I play Dax, a kobold rogue. Ryan, <laughs> Tiefling <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> What's your character name? You say oh yeah, <laughs> we don't care what I, your real name is. I just got so distracted by Adam's <laughs> introduction. Uh, I guess I'll be Ryu today. I'll be yeah. I'll play it's because I said joining Good us choice. as always, and it was just like enough of a wrench in the intro that everyone just <laughs> got way off. There's another guy here. Who is it? Yeah, sorry. Who's the other one? Taryn and I play Waltz, <laughs> a human champion. What a fantastic <laughs> start. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, cool, Dying. that'll pad the runtime. Just a really slow <laughs> yeah. intro. Yeah, right. Smooth. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, last time you guys had coffee, and that's about it. Well, mm-hmm. I guess if I, I should expand on that a little more. You had coffee with Dunadast, who was a guy who came to this island long ago with a druid named Sindor, and their goal was to channel the power of a ley line, which is a concentrated point of magical energy, into an artifact known as an Arcanor, which was made by Dunadast for Sindor. And Dunadast didn't know what Sindor was going to do with it, and it turns out Sindor wanted to use Arcanor to make a spell over the island of Nisserine and transform it into a nursery for drakes. So he made a cold region and a desert region, and then another region that was just normal and had regular seasons. And these are supposedly habitats for drakes. And the rest of you are asking, hey, why don't you overthrow this Sindor? And Dunadas said, well, he's got a bunch of drakes and a bunch of drake knights, and none of us here are fighters, but perhaps you could help us out. And then, of course, perfect timing, a bunch of screaming outside, and you go look out the window and see a band of drake knights walking into town, led by a rat folk, a captain of sorts, he appears to be commanding the group, with young Edwind, the halfling you saw at the healers, in his grasp, and he said, if the Digsby crew doesn't get out in front of him within 30 seconds, he's going to start taking fingers off poor little Edwin, and you guys better save him, because I don't want to roleplay that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. And Ryu's about to get the lore dumps yeah. from all the and coffee Ryu he drank. An insane amount of coffee. So I have to kind of weigh what I'd rather do. Yeah. Save the kidder, <laughs> no one wants to poop dump. their pants mid-fight, so you have serious, <laughs> serious decisions to make. <laughs> Stakes have never been higher. And don't do worry, you know I, read experience, up, I read up all the Pathfinder rules about like pooping your pants and drinking coffee mm-hmm. and all that. So yeah, Okay, yeah, I, d- I checked on that too before we started, so hopefully we, we read the same rules. Yeah, you said you drank a bunch of coffee in real life to see like how hard it'd be not to poop your pants also. <laughs> yeah, and, so uh, you're, harder yeah. than you think you're a method <laughs> role player <laughs> um cool so yeah that's where we're at you have 30 seconds and this rat folk looks like he means business i want to uh look over at ryu and say uh hey ryu uh, I, I think i have an, I- an idea on how we can uh, buy some time for the two smart guys over here to figure out how we can get out of this sticky situation my legs are crossed and i'm starting to bead sweat from my forehead and I say, <laughs> y- y- yes, well, uh, what is it? Let's let's try and make this quick. I think uh, I'm going to go out there with you, and I just need you to pretend that you're my hostage, and I'm taking you right there. I'll, I'll buy us oh plenty gosh. of times so that these guys can figure out how to uh, mm. how to get us out of this. That well, sounds like the What should I do? Quick. 
Waltz, what should I do? You know, uh, Digsby, I hadn't really thought of it, honestly, but... Uh, Wait, no, I got I an suppose, idea. I could go to the yeah, general store and get the apples. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> be right maybe back. what you do... He, he starts, like, <laughs> just running towards the side door. <laughs> out, out the back door, yes. I was about to suggest Digsby as the hostage, but... <laughs> the door yeah, opens things and go south. Just slam shut. <laughs> if, uh, if things go south, I think you know how to handle yourself, and we could take a couple of these guys out. Meanwhile, maybe these guys can find a way to uh, get the sneak attack on them. Mm, uh, gentlemen, I, I should warn you, that is Commander Krim, that is Sindor's second-in-command. Change of plans. What do you say we hop <laughs> on those boats from earlier? I say we fight them. Well, whatever you do, I think you should decide it quickly. Mm, what agreed. do you two think? <laughs> Some more sweat beads from Ryu's forehead. <laughs> If you want, I can uh, shout out as much information as possible to you guys so you can uh, see how to best get us out of this, even if that means you guys grab us a carriage and we hop on. Uh, what do you guys say? You hear 10, 9, 8. Uh, I'm going to go to the roof, and I'll uh, sprint up the stairs, try to get, try to make my way onto the roof. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if there is attic access, but I'm going to be searching around in the hallway of the upstairs. Jules, point me to the door. Um, actually, I'll have gotten up to like kind of look out the window, peek through the curtain or something a little bit as they're talking. Is where did Jules go, Jules? I'll just walk out uh, with my ocarina uh, very calmly and start playing a nice little melody, something kind of cheerful, probably as I'm like walking out the door. Well, you got to roll a performance check if that's what you're going to do. Okay, fine. Gosh, making me roll for stuff. Like it's <laughs> yeah, part we didn't of the roll game. at all last session. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dirty twenty, Ooh. a dirty twenty. Wow. Oof. Okay. Yeah, you're laying down a very calm tune. Like even though you're in a very high stakes situation, you can tell you're in complete control of your breath, and you're just laying down the exact notes you want to play. Nice. Yes. Very cheerful. I uh, I can't wait for Jules to roll poorly on one of his ocarina things, so I can make just <laughs> a bad song. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, yeah. Hit whatever it's like the hardest <laughs> Ryan works on any song is just one that makes Adam's character look dumb. Why is this slap so hard? Yeah, and I'll I'll walk out kind of just in the middle of the street and face them. I'm just playing playing it too. Um, I'll okay. I'll follow behind him. <laughs> I feel like I'm really confused now because I was like my initial plan just so got uh, no hostage <laughs> over then, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll just run uh, up onto the roof with Dax then. Okay, so as you both start running towards the roof, Dunadas puts his hands on your chest and he looks like he's about to tell you something. And I'm gonna cut over to Jules and Rio, who just stepped outside. So you're playing this tune, and the Rat Folk, who is still firmly holding on to Edwin, stops counting five, four. Ah, looks like some of you came out to play. And he uh, gestures to some of the Drake Knights behind him, and they all nod. Two of them go off to his right, and two go off to his left, and start climbing on the roof of just two basic-looking hut homes that are part of the village, and the other four remain behind him. And he says, You can stop playing that tune. I won't stop. He uh, flicks out a dagger, and he starts reaching it closer to Edwin. If you have any honor at all, you'll leave that small aura in your hands behind and face us like a true warrior. If I have any honor at all, says the murderers, outlaws. And he's raising it towards Edwin. Stop that tune, mate. I'll stop. Ah, so you can hear. 
Where are the other two? And I'll cut over to Dunadast, who has his hand on the chest of Dax and Waltz. And he says, Listen, I'm not much of a fighter, but perhaps I could help with some of the planning I've put in place. See, I anticipated something like this and have prepared somewhat of a weapon, if you will. Though, which among you is the best shot, would you say? I suppose that'd probably be me. Oh, definitely Dax. Excellent. Well, if you look out just towards the west there, you'll see a a tower. And he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a key. He's very calm, by the way. And he hands it to Dax and he says, If you will get yourself to the top of the tower and use this key and open the hatch, climb up the ladder and pull the rope hanging from the ceiling. And he just hands it to you. Do your best not to be seen along the way, will you? Hey, uh, that's what I do best. Uh, thanks for your help. Um, what are you gonna do? You just gonna hunker down here? Well, my coffee isn't finished. Uh, I'll intervene if I'm needed. How about that? I don't understand why you're so calm, but bye. (laughs) (laughs) And you, uh, I suppose you could go to the roof if you still want. Waltz is running with uh, Dax, and he's gonna say, uh, Dax, listen, we'll get you to that tower. If anything goes south, let me handle it. You keep on going, all right? Sounds great. Thanks. So you guys are making it towards the tower. Um, Dax, roll me a stealth check. And Waltz, are you trying to stay stealthy alongside him? Then you too roll me a stealth check. Nat 20. Nice. nice. Total 27. Tearing that one. Sneaky little snake. <laughs> nice. Oh, 15. Sorry. 15. <laughs> so I'll cut over to Jules and Ryu. And Jules just stopped playing and he goes, Where are the other two? The other two? Yes, I assume you heard my brief monologue when I entered town. The other <laughs> two, the human and the cobalt. Oh, yes. Um, They went down to the dogs for a swim. I, like, shift my eyes over at Jules, like, really quick, unsure if he's uh, doing bluffing like uh, <laughs> yeah, Waltz roll does a bluff. or if he's telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> that is a 23. Nice. He goes, well, perhaps you should send someone to go get them before I cut fingers off of Edwin. And Edwin's like, oh, come on, guys. Don't give in to him. He's a, he's just a, he's... <laughs> He's an idiot. I don't know. Hold on, let me try that again. <laughs> try that again. <laughs> no, no, that was great. That was great. That was good. Uh, he's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how tough you are when you're a couple fingers short, little boy. And he uh, keeps the dagger near him. I must say, you appear very tough talking that way to a child. We're here now. Why don't you let him go? I think I made my terms pretty clear. All four of you before me now. We'll let the boy go, and I'll go get the other two. (laughs) You seem to think that you're the one in control here. And we'll cut over to Dax and Waltz. So, Dax, you're running expertly. Like, you know exactly what to do. You're ducking behind barrels, moving to a stray cart, and you realize behind you that Waltz is about to step in a puddle, (gasps) and you just turn around very silently and lift your hand, and he sees the puddle, and he nods to you, and he, he moves to the side of the puddle, and you guys keep moving towards the tower. I was going to have you do multiple rolls, but that nat 20 is awesome. But I will have Waltz do at least one more stealth roll. Yeah, no problem. 10. Jules, we'll cut back over to you and Ryu. Uh, Jules, roll me a perception check real quick. And uh, you can roll me a perception check as well, Ryu. 12. I got 16. Jules, so you uh, you clearly notice the two on each side of him, so four total that went separate ways, are all fully situated on the roof of a house and have bows and they're just posted, waiting to see what unfolds and awaiting commands. And then you also briefly catch a glimpse of Digsby in the background, like opening the door to the general store and then like 
closing the door <laughs> silently. <laughs> he must be getting the apples. So what's it going to be? What do you want from me? You want me to go get the other two? He starts twisting the kid's hair and he goes, If I have to repeat myself one more time, go get the other two. Fine. I'll be right back. So you just and... turn around and start walking towards the docks? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, he just kind of makes awkward eye contact with Ryu. And, like, kind of sees that Rio's not really looking at him and just feels kind of awkward and looks impatient. And he's, like, tapping his foot. Which direction is the docks from where they're at? It's directly behind you from the way you came. The tavern was close to the docks, so you're walking away from them. I whisper to Jules before he goes, don't worry, I'll start the fight. Uh, hold off if <laughs> you can. You're standing in front of, like, <laughs> nine. <laughs> I like the confidence. It's okay, I can take it. <laughs> Yeah, I'll start walking that way. Is it like, if I were to like walk around the building, would that seem sketch? I mean, you would be heading towards the docks, so it wouldn't necessarily seem sketchy. It might make him a little un- uh, uneasy. All right, uh, I'll do that. Okay, yeah, so you just walk off. Kinda, He's just kind of yeah. stared at Ryu. Um, Dax, so you make it to the base of the tower and you put your back up against it where they can't see you and you look back to see what Waltz is doing. And Waltz runs and tries to slide up to this crate to take cover in between where you're sprinting to. And when he does, he knocks a box off the top of that crate that falls over and breaks and some cabbages kind of fall out. And then he is just frozen up against it. And then Commander Krim turns his head over there and he snaps his fingers and two of the Drake Knights start running over towards that crate. I'll look to Dax and I'll just be like, just keep going. Let me handle this. So I'll I'll turn around wide-eyed, look at um, look at Waltz and just give him a thumbs up and scurry up the ladder as fast as I can. Ryu, after staring ahead of himself at these auras in front of him, will eventually say after long, awkward, silent pauses, excuse me, and then he'll turn and go back into the, the tavern. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, hold on, real quick, roll me a constitution check. <laughs> <laughs> I think we both know where this is going. <laughs> Ooh, a nat 20. A nat Ooh, 20? Oh my gosh. I did. Dude, you, yeah, you feel your stomach gurgle, and then the, the honor of the warrior that resides within you knows that you absolutely cannot pass gas in this situation. <laughs> and even though you really, really need to fart, perhaps more than you ever have in your entire life, you nat 20 on holding this fart in. <laughs> I think as I turn to go back in, I do take just like a moment with like my leg behind me as I'm walking to pause and just like squeeze my butt cheeks together for that brief moment. <laughs> so where are you going? <laughs> um into the tavern for now okay wait okay <laughs> when you start walking away <laughs> are you guys trying to make me cut cut this kid's fingers off like seriously <laughs> you're just gonna walk away <laughs> sex like this now any of this works hey if yeah. he does okay, that Rhea, i think you would understand this word Rio, i think you, you would understand the subtlety of the situation and not walk away uh like I said, Ryu had a choice to make, and it was save this kid's fingers or relieve himself. And I guess after taking a second to think about it and clenching his butt cheeks, realize he can indeed hold it in for a little bit longer. Okay. Oh my and, I'll, and I'll turn around. I'll turn around, and I'll say, <laughs> "Never mind." Oh my God. I can't. I, I, I don't know what that's going to sound I, like after it's edited, but that was awesome. I imagined as soon as I rounded that corner, 
I'm trying to position myself around and possibly get kind of behind them. Like behind the Drake Knights? Yeah, like run around the buildings. and. Oh, okay. Then you're definitely going to have to do self-checks because you were walking away from them and then you're trying to like take cover to get a flank. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can start rolling some self-checks. I really hope it's just, <laughs> really hope it's just you going behind the tavern and then he instantly sees you like trying to sneak <laughs> away. <laughs> uh, 24. Nice. Yeah, so you're doing a very casual walk, trying to keep it together, look like you have no urgency, you're really calm, and then as soon as you get around the building, you get very serious and you duck down low, you kind of take some cover behind some wagons and kind of follow down a little hill by the um, water's edge and then start wrapping around and you're you're running, um, trying to get into position, and you you see, you catch a glimpse of Ryu turning around like he's going to leave and then no, turn no, around. No, 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 So, Waltz, you have two Drake Knights walking up towards you yeah i want to uh as as uh quickly as i can i want to put the cabbages back in the crate and pick the crate up and start walking towards the drake knights okay yeah roll me a thievery check just to see how quickly you can start picking up cabbages and putting them back in a box three. <laughs> oh no <laughs> you, you uh you're trying to look very slick about it like you're trying to pick up all these cabbages and you put them all in the crate and then you turn around trying to look really calm but then you just spill them all over again and they all just spill and your hair is kind of messed up and they're just staring at you not the hair gosh dang it hey, listen there's more crates over there we brought these for you guys digsby He's felt got a bad sword. about the apples and they pull out their swords and they just raise their sword up to you drop the sword uh i'll just throw my sword on the ground like okay geez relax but help me carry and i'll like go to just uh you know keep walking the box towards them they sheath their swords they're each going to walk up and grab a different one of your arms. Okay. Are you just going to let them do that? Yeah, I'll be like, geez, guys, I mean, there's plenty to go around. Just help me carry these. Okay. these are, I don't know why well, you guys are Well, they're escorting so you back to Commander Krim and your sword is on the ground, just so you know. Right. Okay. <laughs> this is a great start. <laughs> <laughs> this is super good. He'll be fine. He hasn't used his sword a single time so far. That's true. Well, he just needs Dixby's <laughs> apples and he'll be all right. That's okay. like his main, like, character decision is that he never yeah. uses his sword. Exactly. It's decorative <laughs> only. He's trying to get that, like, pacifist medal where he, like, beats yeah. the entire campaign without ever using a weapon. Yeah, so they, uh, so Rhea, right away, you sense Waltz in your vicinity as these two Drake Knights walk him up and they put him right next to Ryu and they kick you in the back of the leg, Waltz, to get you to drop on your knees. Do you try and resist that? No, I'll just go, I'll just go down. I'll kind of like look like it was, uh, really unnecessary of them to do that, but, uh, I'll go down. Yeah. And then so then one pulls out a sword and like rests it at the side of your neck. He goes, found this one trying to sneak out over by the cabbages. And he goes, ah, looks like there's some deception going on. And then he gestures to the other two that were just standing there before. And he tells them to go fan out. And then he goes, go find him. And they start walking. The other one that was next to Waltz goes up behind Ryu and grabs his shoulder. And he's going to try and kick you in the back of the leg. (laughs) Ryu, do you resist? Uh, yeah. Okay, so roll me a strength check. Uh Uh-oh. Uh, eight. Okay, he nat 20. He kicks you in the back of the leg, and you pass gas. <laughs> and drop no! The worst has happened. My honor. <laughs> and you drop to uh, your knees, and he puts a sword up to your neck. I turn to Waltz while I'm down there, and I say, don't worry, Waltz, so long as both of us are armed, we can take them. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I have two arms, so we're totally fine. Perfect. <laughs> On the count of three. Uh, listen, guys, what's what's? And I'll just kind of talk to the Drake Knights, and I'll kind of like uh, throw my. Uh, do I have my arms bound? I'm assuming. Um, 
you can you can raise them no, no one no one's like holding your arms yeah i'll raise them i'll be like what's 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 going on here i mean we brought you guys a whole bunch of cabbages that these loyal soldiers they uh seem really loyal to you but you know what i saw them do i saw them take them cabbages put them in their own pockets so i think they're trying to steal food from you guys uh well it's you realize that the one that has a sword to your neck, you see his nose and it's all bloodied and has a little bandage across it and he's got bruises around his eyes. This is the elf that you knocked out along the way that none of you like went back to go kill or do anything. And he says, this is the one. This is the one that did all that smooth talking to Captain Nelly. Don't listen to him. And he goes, don't worry, I wasn't going to listen to him. Take this other one's sword. And the one that has his sword up to Ryu's neck is going to reach down and try Try and pull out your sword, Ryu. Uh, uh-oh. <laughs> well, that's not going to happen. Well, he's going to try and do it, so... Okay, what, what do you want me to roll then, huh, punk? <laughs> <laughs> we'll roll a thievery versus thievery. Say yours first. <laughs> 13. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Uh, well, I rolled a 16. I don't, I think I'd probably add to it. Yeah, you would definitely add to it. I got 18 then. So he reaches for your sword and you slap his hand. And then he just like looks at Commander Krim, super confused. Like, and then he goes, kill him. And we're going to cut over to Dax. And Dax is running up the tower. He's sprinting up the tower, has no idea what's going on outside. Gets to the top level. Would you, once at this top level, you see the ladder that he meant where you would climb up and hit the hatch. Do you want to stop at this top level and look out the window at all? Or are you just all business? I'm booking it. Okay. Yeah, so you start climbing up the ladder. You get to the top hatch. You put a key in, you twist it, the hatch falls down, you climb up into the top. So now you're in basically the attic of this tower, and it's dusty. It just looks unkept. It's got a cone-shaped wooden ceiling. It looks run down. There's cracks in it. You can tell this is just not a maintained part of this tower. And in the center of the room, you see something with a big sheet over it that seems to be taking up a lot of space, and then also a rope dangling from the ceiling. What do you do? I, uh pull the sheet off naturally you pull the sheet off and you see what looks like a massive crossbow and it has levers on oh, it heck yeah um it looks like there's just a ton of modifications to this thing but it's huge okay. and it's already loaded um, with the uh, <clears throat> it's already loaded and cocked and ready to go are there any labels for what the levers do nope Okay. All right. Um. I guess I I'll try to figure out how to use it. What? So it's a crossbow. Explain to me the levers. So yeah, there's just one handle down at the base that looks like you would grab it and pull it towards you, maybe. Okay. And and then there's the rope hanging from the ceiling. All right. So after looking at the at the crossbow mechanism thingy, um, I'll uh heed Dunadas. Um, instruction and pull the pull the rope. All right, and you go to pull the rope, and then we're gonna cut over to Jules, who is making his way through the buildings. And you want to try and get all the way behind them, or is flanking them enough? Flanking them's fine. Okay, so you're at a spot where you could be flanking them, and you can you obviously know where they're at, so you kind of take a peek out and see that <laughs> Waltz and Ryu are on their knees. And you happen to catch the part where they go to steal Ryu's sword and Ryu slaps him. And Commander Krim gives a casual nod and just says, kill them. What do you do? I'm going to wait a second to see. Um, sorry, so there's there's guys at Waltz and Ryu right now? Yeah, there's two guys at Waltz and Ryu. There is 
four guys up on the roofs of buildings, and then two guys are just running around trying to find you and Dax. I'm going to shoot magic missile at right. rat, rat face. Okay, let's all roll initiative. Ryu got an 18. Ah, 17. 14. 21. Okay, so Jules, you raise your hand and start channeling this magic missile, and right when the glow starts, you see Commander Krim turn his head, and he says, heads up, boys. And then they all turn around and look. And now we're just in straight up combat because Commander Krim had the highest initiative. And he used ah, that to darn. warn. And Commander Krim stares right at Jules, lifts his hand, points it at him, and is going to fire. He conjures a flame in his hand, and he's going to throw it at you. So as he does that, this, this red scale on his armor glows as he conjures this fire. Does an eight hit you? It does not. Cool. So he hurls this ball of fire. You cancel the magic missile you're about to cast, lean up against the wall, and it just brushes past your chest and then explodes off in the distance. And then he he starts to move away from the group and clearly try and get some range. And that'll bring us to Dax. Dax, you pull this rope and yeah, the four sides of the cone open up and just fall off the tower. And now you're in this completely open and exposed roof of the tower. And then you see some faint runes that were covered by dust start to glow on the ground. And then you see a little shimmering bubble appear over you on the tower. And you Dude. have this locked and loaded massive crossbow. What do you want to do with it? Whoa. Dunadasty son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> He's sipping coffee like, oh, it works. <laughs> I'll I'll hop on this thing. Um, I mean, it seems fairly evident that the lever I pull towards myself is to cock it and, and fire it. So is this one is already s- loaded and ready to go. It already had a bolt in it. Perfect. Are there sights? Is there like an aiming thing? Or is yeah, this- it has a sight on it made out of uh, iron. First question, I guess, are there, is it like an arrow or is it like a jar of something? It's a massive, it's a massive arrow bolt. Okay. I will, I guess, start by aiming at the first of the two buildings that have the two guys, the archers on top. Because I super don't want to kill Edwin, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I guess I probably have to aim at one, so I'll aim at one of the four archers up there. Okay, roll it up. Roll it like a short bow attack. I mean, it has way greater range. You won't have to worry about range for this, but I just mean for modifiers. You're kidding me. Nat 20 again. Ooh. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, well, this we thing does 3d12 damage, so I need you to roll me 6d12. Oh, my gosh. Holy crap. This guy's going to be in pieces. And that's the fight. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a nuke. <laughs> yeah. Bye, Edwin. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll add your modifier twice. Did we say we're going to do double damage plus an extra damage die? So is it seven? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you could roll a 70 12. <laughs> this is a, a futile exercise, by the way. This, this guy is, is pretty yeah, 36. So, so over. 36 damage? 36 okay. damage. <laughs> so, yeah, you say Dunadas, you son of a gun, and you crank this, and it's heavy. Like, you have to really lift it, aim it down. You aim at the guys on the roof that one of them looks up as the panels all fell down and he points to the to the other guy and you fire out this bolt that makes this super loud sound this sluggish noise of this crossbow operating the arrow flies through the air hits the first guy 
and just splits him in half and then hits the second guy and takes him clean off the roof. Heck yes. And they're both completely annihilated. Collateral. I've got that way to go. Awesome. You should take out your regular crossbow after and just like hold it so when they look back, they're like, holy. (laughs) (laughs) So after you fired that, you look down at the lever, you pull it towards you, and this hook comes up from underneath and it grabs the drawstring and starts to pull it back and as it pulls it back it clears a magazine beneath it that sends another arrow up to the top and nests it and then loads the crossbow for you so it takes one action to fire and two actions to load it so that is your Uh, turn okay so you can fire once per turn and that'll take us to ryu yes uh do i require an action to stand up from where i am right now yes it would take an action to get out of you we're considering me prone now all right in this instance i would where you're kind of like on your knees of the sword to your neck sort of thing fine i almost feel like i just shouldn't have asked and you wouldn't even thought about it maybe (laughs) maybe yeah But then maybe I would have noticed in the recording and got mad at you and taken it out on you just at a completely random time. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Um, Don't stop farting. (laughs) Just makes you fart every turn just out of spite. Yeah, my cool anime guy is just going to be the the loser of the group. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can do anime things where you have like snot bubbles and stuff like that if you want. That'll make you cool. (laughs) Um, okay, so I uh, stand up from prone. I'm going to use my spell strike, and I'm going to put the, the cantrip Gouging Claw into my spell strike, and I'll just attack the guy closest to me. Gouging Claw, I just make a melee spell attack, but since I'm using my spell strike, I just use my normal attack, so I'll roll for that. Okay. Great. Um, ten. Okay, that misses. Okay, well, there goes uh, all my actions. Was that all your actions? That was literally all your actions? <laughs> That's all of them. Okay, so <laughs> I'm glad that took so long. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you stand up, pull out your sword after slapping his hand away, and you take this big upward swipe, and the guy raises his sword, and it clanks off of it, and he looks very focused on you, and that'll bring us to Jules. Uh, having just been shot at, uh, how far away am I from Rat Face? So he was, th- you were 30 feet, and then after he threw the flame, he backed away, so now he's about 50 feet from you. All right, I will start, and he's still surrounded by four other dudes, right? No, he backed away from them, but he just has Edwin with him. Gotcha. I'll start running at him, Okay. but I'll shoot magic missile at him. Which so is like I'll an auto-hit. Right? Yeah. Um, so I'll use one action, which is 20 feet. I'll start running towards him, and then I'll use the other two to shoot magic missile at him. Okay. Eight damage. Yeah, so you start sprinting towards him, and you reach out your hand and fire your magic missile, your awkward-looking darts. They start flying directly at Commander Krim, and he pulls Edwin in front of him, like as if he wants to use him as a human shield. And Edwin has panic on his face as these darts are coming right towards him, but then at the last second, they curve around and hit Commander Krim directly in the back and explode. And the kid goes, wow, that was so cool. And then that'll take us to Waltz. Okay, first thing I want to do is a search check. Roll it, dude. 12. Okay. My rolls have been bad tonight. So you start to look around to try and figure out everything that's going on, but then you just see this huge bolt fly through the air and just incinerate two dudes, so that takes like almost all of your attention. But you also notice that the guy right behind you eased up his sword around your neck when that bolt fired, like almost like it shocked him. So you can tell that you could stand up freely without him slicing your neck. Okay, so then I'll stand up and I'll look for the elf and I'll just try and punch the elf in the same exact spot in his face. <laughs> that's the guy that was right behind you, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, you don't have your sword. I forgot. No. <laughs> I love this. Okay, so, and I just had my strength modifier, right? 
Yep. 22. That hits. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sweet. And then for damage on that, strength uh, modifier, or D4 1d4 plus, plus my strength. Yeah. 2 plus 4, 6. Nice. Yeah, so you whip around as he is staring at his comrades that just got shredded by one dart, and then he notices you just stood up and looks very freaked out, and then he just sees your fist coming at him again. It's complete deja vu. Hit him square in the nose. You can tell when your fist makes contact with his nose that his nose is like already broken. Like it has instant give to it. <laughs> you sock oh, no. him straight in the face. Starts bleeding Squish out of nose. his nose. Um, so you have what action left? Maybe if I calm my nerves again, I want to do another search action to get as much of the uh, scenery as I can. Like what um, items or if there's horses by me, carriages, anything like that. Okay. 12 again. Yeah, so you're looking very specifically for horses, and you remember where you remember where Digsby went when you guys came into town to drop off his horse, so you look over there, and you see the same horse tied up in the stables, and then um, some other horses in there as well, if that's what you're looking for, and that's about 50 feet away from you. And that'll take us to the two goons still alive on the roof. Um, they're both going to, in complete shock, look up towards Dax, and they're all going to fire all of their arrows at Dax because they feel like they're next. <laughs> Oops. So they're all like, Dax, all of these shots are good shots. They're coming right at you. They, like, fire them super fast. They're flying right at I'm you. definitely ducking. Yeah, you start to duck, and then you realize you didn't hear any impact, and you kind of look back up. And all these arrows are hitting the little bubble that formed around you and getting incinerated as they impact the bubble, just completely shredded. And you see them looking at each other like, what was that? That makes no sense. And then that'll take <laughs> this. this is incredible. <laughs> and then that'll take us to the goon that was just attacked by Ryu, who feels very surprised. You can tell he feels very confident about himself that he just blocked your sword strike. And he does a it's little cocky... because my stomach is upset. <laughs> he does a cocky spin of his sword and has a grin on his face. He's kind of twirling it like he thinks he's better than you. And then he's going to swing his sword at you. And does a 25 hit? Ugh. Maybe. Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> he does four damage, and then he's going to follow it up with a second swing, and this one definitely misses. So he does one strike on you. You kind of step away, and it's just another scar to the chest, and then he does another follow-up swing, and this time you raise your big sword, and it clanks off of it. Maybe give him a confident grin right back, and he's not going to take another swing, and then we'll go to the one that just got punched by... Waltz, he goes, oh, not again, come on, this really hurts. <laughs> and then he throws his sword on the ground and raises his fists, and he goes, yes. <laughs> he goes, that's it, come on, you and me. And he's going to swing a fist at you and completely whiff. So you, Waltz, are you a ducker or a blocker? Um, I feel like, honestly, maybe I'll just, like, perfectly uh, see the attack coming and, like, lean my forehead into it where it just, like, hits perfectly fine so it's, like, it doesn't even affect me because I'm just, like, so cocky about it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, like, you get him, like, right before he gets to fully extended. Like, you, like, lean into the fist and it, like, actually hurts his knuckle a little bit more. He shakes it. He's going to swing his other fist towards you and also miss. So, I don't know. Do you do the same? <laughs> do you put your head into his fist? No, that one I'll kind of, like, duck underneath. So, like, hit his first hand and, uh, you know, like, duck and swerve underneath his uh, right. second swing. And he gets really frustrated. He just yells. He's like, ah, come on. And that'll take us to one of the guys who's just out running around who is running towards Jules. So he's not going to make it on this turn, but Jules, you see there's a Drake Knight running towards you, huffing and puffing. And that'll take us to Krim. And Krim is going to look at Jules again with a ton of anger 
in his face. He's going to try and hurl another flame at you again. So you once again see the flaming aura around him and the red scale on him charge up. Conjures another flame, throws it at you. Ooh, nat 20. Yeah, ooh. Okay, he does seven damage, so he hurls this fire at you. So you were kind of looking at the guy running up to you, and then you look back at the flame, and it pummels you in the chest, and the fire dissipates around you, and you kind of pat some fire off your shoulders, and he does a decent amount of damage to you. Ow. He's going to scan the battlefield and think to himself for a moment, and then he whistles and yells... Ragorn, rise! And we'll cut it over to Dax. Awesome. Okay, well, I'm feeling pretty pumped up at this point with the with the shield going on. So I'll laboriously pull those pull those levers, get the crossbow aimed at the other building with the other archers, and uh, let her rip again. Fire it. <laughs> let her rip. Nice one. <laughs> Ree has been That's her the rip. name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> let her rip. <laughs> that, that's great, actually. That, um, is, that is. That is a 15 <laughs> to hit. Not quite as good. Okay. That hits. Oh, heck yeah. Nice. I rolled so well, though. That is... Um, 33 damage. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so the the two guys are looking at each other like, it's not working, he's got some kind of shield. And then you, they look back up and you fire one and it just tears through another guy, like puts a hole through the roof of the house and explodes. There's still the one guy left and he's like, oh, screw this. And that'll take us to Ryu. I just imagine there's some guy like showering that you can now see through the hole in the roof. <laughs> <laughs> he never went outside or anything. Uh, so what I do this turn kind of determines is determined by what your ruling is on this rule, Zach. Okay. So um, Magus's Arcane Cascade, uh, it says you... Um, the requirements are that you use your most recent action to cast a spell or make a spell strike. My most recent action from the previous turn was that. Are we counting that as my most recent action, or does it have to be within my turn? Does that make sense? Gosh dang it, Ryan. I've looked it up before, and there's what nothing did they about say? it. it. There's nothing. Well, then I guess by rule, your most recent action would have been last turn. Okay, cool. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to start I'm off sure. I my turn. I wasn't actually mad, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start off my turn by doing my Arcane Cascade, which just as a reminder is uh, the stance that Omegas can go into, which makes my strikes deal one extra damage, and then I also get one bonus temporary HP between each turn. I think I'm going to Spell Strike on this guy again, and hopefully hit him this time. Do it. I'll use Gouging Claw again. (laughs) Well, it's less than last time, so I'm sure I missed. Yes, you would miss then. And there's my turn again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you do a cool power-up, spin your sword, go to swing it. The guy blocks it again. You're starting to build a subtle rivalry with this guy. (laughs) That is the second combat where I don't do anything for at least two turns. Well, last time you totally sliced the guy in half, which is pretty sick, bro. Don't worry, it'll be worth it in the end, I promise. Yes. All right, Jules. Which end are you talking about? (laughs) <laughs> oh. All right, Jules, it's your turn. So you just to remind you, you had a Drake Knight sprinting towards you, and Commander Krim keeps throwing fire at you like a jerk. How far is Commander Krim? He is 50 feet. All right. Uh, I'm going to cast Daze at him. And you're casting this on Commander Krim? Yeah. And I'll say, you jarring, dread-bolted Bratsbane. What does he have to beat? Basic will save. Right, he failed. What happened? Did he crit fail? No, he did not crit fail. So because he failed, he'll take normal damage. So four. 
So you hurl out that insult. You even include Rat's Bane in there, cutting even more personally into Commander Krim's psyche and deal magical damage internally in his head. And you see him squirm and cringe, and you've dealt four damage to him, you said? Yep. All right. And then I'd like to use my last action to... Uh, does it take an action to get like a weapon out, or do you count that? Technically, yeah. That's a manipulate. Um, I'll take my, uh, my trident out and kind of ready myself for the guy running at me. So, Commander Krim on his last turn yelled out, Ragorn, rise! And you notice the ground starts to tremble a bit. Um, Jules, you Uh look over at the ships in the distance, and they kind of start swaying back and forth, and you notice the tide is whipping back and forth a little bit, and then the water bursts upwards. You hear a loud roar, and you see expanded wings. You see a drake with silvery scales with a fish-like shimmer. It's slithering through the air as the water drips off of its wings and it starts flying towards the group and Krim points at the tower and says, kill him. And that's where we'll end our (laughs) session. No! Holy crap. No! Uh, I didn't think we would be seeing a dragon or a drake or whatever this I'm so excited. (laughs) Dude. Dax freaking hates drakes. Oh my gosh. Everyone shut up. We're going to talk about it in the downtime. Right, right, right. Shut your mouth. All right. Hey, if you like Mortals and Portals, you should give us a good rating because that really helps us out and it makes us feel good. And we just really, really, really appreciate it. And you should also check us out on Reddit, Instagram, and Patreon because we want you to be even further part of this community. And we just want to interact with you and we really appreciate it. And as always, I want to give a shout out to Joel and Taryn for their editing. That's a super tedious thing because we make a ton of mistakes and ramble a lot and mm-hmm. we don't actually sound as smooth as they make us sound. So mm-hmm. yeah, thank you guys for doing that. <laughs> and uh, shout out to Adam for his awesome, awesome art. I hope you guys have stared at it as much as I have. It's just I use amazing. Fiverr for all of it. Just so you know, he can take out a napkin and sketch something better than you could create in your entire life. And, you know, it's it's really awesome to watch. And thank you, Ryan, for your awesome, awesome music. This dude churns out music like it's nobody's business. Just so you know, we all have, like, jobs and stuff, and people are just doing this, like, on the side. So I'll be like, hey, Ryan, I need a song for this Drake, which you'll probably hear in the next episode. And he's like, yeah. And then he just knocks it out. So, yeah, thank you, guys. You guys are awesome. And, uh, yeah, thank you to our listener for listening to us. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, Otherwise, we're just super weird for doing all this effort. So, yeah, thank you. And we'll see you next time, mortals.